production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Hey, babe, just look, uh, I'm not a big Halloweeny person. I'm not a hater by any means. I just... You could just say I'm not a big Halloweeny. I'm not a big Halloweeny. <laughs> You're right. Um, or Halloweenus. Hallo- sure. Halloweener. What else you got? Um, Jalapenus is the other... Anyway. Um, <laughs> my, my, my partner is big into it. She's from the UK. I think it actually originated there. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I think it's pagan. Right. It is, yeah, um, pagan. So it's huge for her. It really means a lot to her that we do something every year for Halloween. Uh, we She's done- also so cute and likes all cute things. I wouldn't say Halloween's cute. I'd say she likes all the kish things. What's kish? Cutesy. Like she loves royal family stuff and you all that, that jazz. Why are the royal family cute? They're corrupt. No, but she thinks that they're cute. You reckon? Well, yeah, she's know. obsessed with them. She loves them. You've made that up, but anyway. <laughs> no, um, she does. She is not obsessed with them. She's indifferent to them. Anyway, um, Halloween, she does give a you-know-what about, and she's. we normally do the trick-or-treating thing for kids. It's hard with our yard. The dogs just go psycho, so we're not doing that this year. Uh, new tradition is we're carving pumpkins tonight. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sounds like such a waste of money. Can I just give like you a, a heads up? Yeah. Yeah, not only that, it, it attracts, like, fruit flies and... And maggots yeah. pretty quickly unless you throw them away. And honestly, it's not worth it unless you're going to properly dispose of them straight yeah, afterwards. Thank you for your positivity. I was already yeah, feeling no negative going into this. You made it worse. <laughs> Appreciate that. Also, what am I going to do? I'm terrible at drawing and carving. I'm obviously going to do a penis, but I, I don't have any real interest, but I have to pretend. So Are you, you going to do a face with a penis incorporated? I was going to do just a big veiny penis with with no face included. How are you going to make it veiny? Because like you just Great cut out... Question. You just cut yep. out the outline. So here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut out an outline of a penis and then I'm going to do little squiggles that'll look like worms on the penis. But anyone that's ever drawn a penis before will know their veins. But if you just draw the you outline, just... isn't it just the no. whole shape missing from the bit of the pumpkin? No, so you draw the outline, but you don't fully carve it all the way through. Sorry, just an artist speaking here, you know. The uh, same artist that hasn't c- finished my painting <laughs> that I asked for 18 months ago. Okay, so then you also cut out the little veins as groups. So they're the cutout bits. Oh, yep. Yeah. And we- then for the for their pubes, yep. just punch, <laughs> punch no a whole one, bunch no of holes. No one has pubic hair in 2023, by the way. That's a thing that luckily died 10 years ago. I do. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's fine too. It's not fine. No, it's disgusting. No, not everyone wants it. Like waxing sucks. No man wants a bush. This Sorry. is not what okay. I thought the podcast was going to dive well, into. Well, I'm fine. Thanks for your concern. Well, you, hey, you're the one that said it. No, you're just being judgy. Of course I Come am. Come on, Luke, you're single. Right. Tell him that it's not the 90s anymore. No one cares. What would you prefer? No one really cares. What would you prefer? Just a little bit of trim. I want bald but as a badger. But not full gone. Bald as a badger. No. It's gross. It's On not men gross. And it's women. natural. I get it. So a lot of underarm hair on a woman's natural. It's still disgusting. Yeah, I'm not into I that. I shave that. Good. <laughs> At least you're doing something. <laughs> Thanks for your concern. <laughs> what? Hey, you want me to lie or be honest? I'll be honest. I think it's gross. No, I don't think you're capable of lying. No. What is this podcast over? I don't know. You you are the one that puts it all together. Yeah, so do we need to put a little trigger warning that this rating oh. is probably a bit... Well, yeah. no bad For all words. the 13-year-olds out there, you didn't hear that. 
I remember the first time I ever shaved mine. So itchy. Don't do it. It's so itchy. Oh. That's the yeah, other see, reason I don't, I don't Just like the first it. time, though. It's, yeah. itch, it's, it's no. either shaving or waxing, which is also, by the way, itchy. It takes a little bit longer for it to get itchy. But then you've got the incredibly expensive and awkward confrontation of having to talk to someone while it happens. Horrid. I had a friend that la- lasered her butthole. Oh, yeah. I also tried to do laser, not there necessarily, but yeah. in other, like on my legs and stuff. You must. The have. laser chick was like, <laughs> it doesn't work for you because your f- hair's too, too fine. Too hairy. <laughs> no, too fine. Too, too light. Right. So the laser won't actually pick up on it. Oh, anyway, I feel sick. Let's look at the show. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, um, Troy Kinney was mm. a good chat. And um, uh, we talked about some horror movie things, but I don't think anything's about as horror- horrific as this podcast. That was a scary <laughs> start, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Anyway. Happy listen, Halloween. Listen I always wonder it. about you afterwards, like the complaints that come in and what you have to do and management. And I, I go home and I cry. cry. Yeah. <laughs> Into a pillow. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Happy Halloween to those that celebrate uh, one of our favourite spooky films of all time. It is a good movie now. It was a good movie back then. It is one of the great cast. Something strange in your neighbourhood. Who you gonna call? That sounds so good when you sing that back to me on delay. Appreciate that. What a Thank film. You. Ghostbusters. I had no idea we have our very own Ghostbusters right here in Queensland. We've been learning about today. Uh, one of them joins us this afternoon. Matt Zeideveld, welcome to the Rush Hour, brother. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thank you very, very much for having me. I tell you, I've been hearing that theme song a lot this month. <laughs> Matt, the Queensland Ghostbusters, how did it come about it and what exactly do you do? Uh, All right, so the Queensland Ghostbusters is basically a group of uber nerds uh, who love the movies and we decided that we would recreate uh, costumes and props from the movies. Uh, So we go for screen accuracy, we try to make everything as close to the movies as possible and then we utilise those costumes and props and we go out in the community and we do community events and charity events, uh, children's hospital visits, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, wonderful. That is incredible because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I personally would like to see you guys around more of regional Queensland. Have you ever delved, Matt, into the Ghostbusting side of things? Like has anyone ever called you out to their haunted house or have you visited any of the haunted places around the state? Um, so funnily enough, last year we were actually teamed up with uh, Haunted Down Under and we did a paranormal investigation of uh, um, the manor at Tambourine Mountain. Uh, so there was a whole episode uploaded to YouTube with us there. Um, I got to interact with the ghost of uh, what they believe was a little girl. Um, I was playing a game of Tiggy with her. Um, they had little cat balls that light up when like cats are meant to play with them. But they had them laid out around the room and they were lighting up and I was interacting with this apparent ghost uh, running from room to room. So, yeah. You didn't suck her up in a vacuum like the movie? (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately. I mean, not that I would ever, even, you know, she was having fun. But, yeah, our gear is props only. It doesn't actually do anything. Matt, how does the Ghostbusters gig work when Queensland is so big? You know, the Ghostbusters in the film just had one city to look after. You literally got the entire state. Are you hiring more, putting more on? How does this work? Um, yeah, so Queensland Ghostbusters, uh, we mainly cover southeast Queensland, but there are franchises all around the country. So every state in Australia has a franchise. Queensland has two. So we've got Queensland Ghostbusters, which is us, and then we've got the central Queensland Ghostbusters, which deals more with the region 
recreational areas. So you can find them on Facebook too. Uh, there's about to be launched a far north Queensland Ghostbusters as well because Ooh. the state's so huge. Yeah, so we're all over and there's new franchises popping up all the time. So if anyone ever wants to become a Ghostbuster and, um, you know, you're not, there's no one around your area, you can absolutely start your own franchise. I mean, I respect this so much because I'm such a fan. It would be an expensive habit, surely, Matt. Like, how much <laughs> can you give us a ballpark? How much you've forked out for those incredible costumes, which, by the way, look uncanny. Why, thank you. So you can get like a basic uh, setup. Uh, so to become a member of Queensland Ghostbusters, for example, we require the basics, which is a flight suit, elbow pads, leg hose, belts, and one piece of tech. So say a radio or a PKOS, PKE or something like that. So that can set you back about $500 um, for the base setup. But once you start getting the gear like the proton packs, uh, you're looking at thousands. <laughs> All right. Worth it. Worth well, every cent. Queensland <laughs> Ghostbusters franchise, you might have a new member because AB's eyes are lighting uh, up today. Every you, Halloween. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Every Halloween I try and look up quality Ghostbusters costumes oh, yeah, and they're yeah. crap. They're all built into one. It's rubbish. Not worth it. Have, yeah. you, got, have you got a height cut off like a roller coaster because she's four foot nothing? <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm, okay. Look, I'm, I'm a short, short person short too, king. so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. well, if, if you want good if you want yeah. good Ghostbuster costumes, head to gbfans.com. They sell everything good to go. Right. One of the great this websites. This is the best chat of my yeah. life. Matt Zeideveld <laughs> uh, of the Queensland Ghostbusters. You can check out Queensland Ghostbusters franchise on Facebook for more. Lovely to meet you, mate. Happy Halloween. Awesome. Happy Halloween. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Maybe we've all heard of the saying, finding a needle in a haystack. What about finding a needle in the entire state of Queensland? Granted, it's a six-foot-plus needle. Could take some time, possibly. Well, I've only got ten minutes to do it in. I should, okay. I should say that. Um... Need your help, Queensland, one triple three five three. I'll paint a picture before playing a bit of audio to you. So we met a, a bloke called Burnsy a week or so ago from Nindy Gully. He runs the Nindy Gully pub, home of the biggest burgers in the state. Uh, he told us one of the big burgers I have is about five kilos, right? It's, it's a 1.25 kilo mince patty and then one point something bun. He went on to tell us there's only one person in the entire state that's ever finished it solo. Uh, one guy in Bundaberg, he'd call out to me if he's listening. Mm. He's a legend. Big boy boy he is. He's six foot six and about, oh, you'd have to be 170 kilo. <laughs> he tackled it in a two and a half hours on his own one day and he drank about eight schooners of beer with it. You know where I'm going. One triple three five three. Big boy, Boyd, we have to find you. I need to meet you. For someone to achieve something that incredible and not be part of the Rush Hour family yet actually makes me a bit sad. Today is the day. One triple three five three. Obviously, big boy, Boyd, might not be listening. So there has to be somewhere in our Bundaberg region or anywhere across the state that knows it. Yes. Here's the thing, AB. I tried to get back in touch with Burnsy. I couldn't. I don't know when Big Boy Boy did this, so I'm hoping he's still this side of the planet. No, 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 not a myth. I'm saying I'm hoping he's still alive. Still alive. The good thing about him... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just glossed over that because it's a bit grim. Uh, The good thing about him, which I respect, is obviously Big Boy Boy does not do this for the accolades. He does this for the passion. Yes. Someone knows him out there. Yes. I I would hazard a guess this isn't the first and only food challenge he has obliterated. He is known for this. 
What and are you thinking? All over. He might do for a crust, six foot something, and I'm going to say truck driver because okay. they're most likely going to be able to get around to all of these various food challenges. I, I realise that we ask a lot of our Rush Hour family, and, and I think this is at the absolute peak of your powers today, Queensland, but one triple three five three. You've got to be racking your brain. If you spend any time in Bundy, if, if this man maybe rings a bell, Big Boy Boyd, six foot six, 150 plus kilos, at least by the sounds of it, a food-eating machine that is the only person that has ever gone to the biggest burger place in Queensland and completed one of their burgers solo. Boys. AB will give you 20 bucks if we find you. What? No, no, no. But I'm thinking bigger picture. I mean, like... 30 bucks. What if this guy could be the representative of this state for all food challenges going forward? One triple three five three. Our he fate... deserves recognition. ...is in your hands, Queensland. Big boy Boyd. We're hoping... Joins us next. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Now, we've all heard of the game Where's Wally or Whirl Waldo. Well, today we're playing Beckoning Boyd. Um, Good alliteration look, from you. you. Good thank alliteration. You. Thank you. A couple of weeks ago, right, we um, we speak to Burnsy. Now, Burnsy owns the Nindy Gully Pub. They are famous for the biggest burgers, not only in the state, but in the country, maybe even the world. Uh, one of their burgers is five kilos, and he told us about the only person ever that finished it. Uh, one guy in Bundaberg, he'd call out to me if he's listening. Mm. He's a legend. Big boy Boyd, he is. He's six foot six and about, oh, you'd have to be 170 kilo. <laughs> he tackled it in a two and a half hours on his own one day, and he drank about eight schooners of beer with it. Big boy right. Boyd. Now... We I, love alliteration. Big boy Boyd who loves burgers from Bundy and beer. Yeah, yes. We're trying to find him. One triple three five three. We've asked you if you've travelled through Bundy, if you've ever heard of this bloke. Big boy Boyd sounds like a nickname that has maybe stuck. We don't know what he does for work. You're thinking or maybe he's a truckie. He's a big fella. What if his surname is Boyd, not his first name? That like could Darius be something Boyd. too. Yes. Big boy Boyd. Six or foot something six. Boyd. Hundred and something kilos from the Bundaberg region. We Do you are Maybe he is a mystery and the people of Bundy have agreed to keep his identity a secret. Well, here's the thing. We asked you to call 13353 if, if you may know this person. I, I just went on Facebook and I typed in Boyd Bundaberg and I looked for every bloke that looked above six foot six and I couldn't really see someone that fit the description. So here's what I have to tell you today. With nobody able to help us, I think it's important to remind kids across Queensland, if you ever have a dream, something you want to achieve in your life... Don't bother because you get let down every time. <laughs> There's still time. No. Maybe Boyd wants to contact us on his own terms. No, but I'll be bored of it by tomorrow. You know my personality. It's like golf. I yeah, loved true. it for a year and I was off it. You'll be searching for someone else. Boyd is my golf. Anyway, Boyd, yeah, if you're you listening. Were, I saw you were selling your golf club. Actually, yeah. hey, Boyd, if you're yeah. listening and you want to take up golf left-handed, yeah. we could collaborate these two crush yeah. dreams together. The other side of it I didn't think of is maybe Boyd isn't a triple M listener. Maybe he's a Swifty, which if that's the case, I don't want to talk Boyd. to Boyd. Get a dog better than that. One triple three five three. Big boy Boyd, if you know him. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Our next guest is is a god amongst Australian comedians. And I know I'm going to make him feel old by what I have to say, but I feel old too. I can remember watching his DVDs. I swear to God, would have been 06, 07, something like that. He's been around the world. He's literally toured everywhere. If you can name a country, I'm, I'm almost convinced he's played there. His show, Kinney, is still rolling out on 7, mate, at the moment. The wonderful Troy Kinney. 
Kitty. Hello, mate. Thank you very much. What an intro. Troy, <laughs> such a delight having you on the Rush Hour. you still got the thirst to make funnies almost 20 years on. Are you finding yourself out of touch with the young man these days, though? Uh, I am finding that my crowd this time around are people that are 40s onwards, (laughs) and I lose a lot of tickets to babysitters who pulled out at the last minute. (laughs) So I have adjusted my material somewhat, which is actually – I've almost manifested it myself because a a lot of my show – touches on my life at the moment and the fact that I got engaged at the start of the year and not realising it was an issue at the time. But I'm 45. My fiancé is 31. Outstanding. Congratulations. Oh, great, Leonardo. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Look at me go. I pulled myself a younger chick. but Because at the time we didn't really think – well, I didn't think – we thought there was an issue and that there was any differences. We like the same music, the same movies and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then not long ago, and this is after I've got engaged, we were looking at, remember when the moon went big, the super moon, yep. which it seems to do all the time. Our neighbours <laughs> brought binoculars over. So I'm looking at this thing, mainly thinking, how long do we have to look at this for? Because <laughs> no one's talking, so I'm just making small talk. And I just said off the top of my head, Random comment, can't believe people have walked on that. And my fiancé, who has never mentioned our age gap up until now, said in front of everyone to me, so when they landed on the moon, did you watch that live on TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah, of course I did. Well, I was having a few beers with Elvis. How old do you think I am? <laughs> She's been sitting on that for about two years, Troy. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> That's very good. Now, Troy, a lot of the focus from this particular show that's touring is uh, apparently social media and how much you hate how fake it all is. How do you differ with your partner in regards to that? Because that's the generation that live on it. Then nothing they do is unfiltered. Yeah, well, that's part of it. That's like I'm trying to point out to her that if you're going to post all these good things, because it started when we got engaged on our holiday and obviously we're we're posting photos of us as an engaged couple and mm. everyone, you know, everyone sees that. I think there should be a rule against it. How, however many photos you post on holiday as a couple, as soon as you get home in the first week, you've got to post the same amount no matter what you're doing. <laughs> There's ones you are on a clifftop with margaritas for some reason. Like, oh, look how happy they are as a couple. Yeah, everyone's happy on holiday. Then you don't post the photo of you know, your girlfriend on knees with a plunger in the toilet going, yeah, we're doing this three times a day as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brilliant. Everything is what I'm saying. Troy, uh, I mean – I remember you, and I can't even remember some of the names of the social media outlets, but you were big. Is it Vine? That was like the the original YouTube. I swear you were huge on that. If you were new in the TikTok era, all you had to do was get your kid off and you would have made thousands of dollars (laughs) early days. Do you even try to dabble in that world anymore? I I don't really get on TikTok as much just because I'm not that good a dancer. I still, I'm still getting my head around it, to be honest. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to even admit that. But I'll just chuck up any old clip I've got on TikTok and just see if it hits. But it's just really rolling the dice at this stage. <laughs> yeah, though. No. I, I mean, are you devastated <laughs> that Facebook has really fallen by the wayside? Because I feel like that when you started out, all yeah. of the content that I consumed of yours was on Facebook. MySpace. Yeah, because Facebook's my <laughs> biggest following. Yeah. yeah my spam. Well, remember one time we were giving Facebook crap because it wasn't as good as MySpace. <laughs> yeah. wrong we were there. <laughs> You'd look at Facebook and there'd be tumbleweeds going across the scrolling section. 
But now, yeah. now Instagram's sort of the big one and TikTok. And I'm like, I've got so many more followers on Facebook and I'm just like trying to slyly beg to them, can you please just all go to my Instagram? <laughs> so I look cooler among the young kids. I can monetize that easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, for for those that are in regional Queensland, troykinney.com uh, shows in Rocky, Gladstone and Townsville that are coming up in the middle of November. Troy, before we do let you go today, a little bit later on, we're celebrating Halloween because we have nothing else to fill the show with today. So we're, we're counting down the scariest movie moments in history. I know we're putting you on the spot, but is there one that scared the wee out of you, maybe if it's a young fella or? There was a movie when I was younger called Don't Go to Sleep and – we saw it at a, a friend's holiday house and it always it was a, a girl whose sister had died and she'd always hide under her sister's bed, the ghost, and she'd go, Mary, oh, Troy. at night. And to this day, if I do that into my brother's room, he will not talk to me for days. <laughs> it still haunts him to this. He's just like, don't do it's like something that has just gone into his bloodstream and will not leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. terrifying. Don't go yeah, to it's sleep. It's called trauma. We'll have Don't go to sleep. One. Yeah, okay. look at, play that one for your kids tonight. dot <laughs> com. Grab your tickets to Rocky Gladstone and Townsville. One of our favourite comedians. Uh, lovely to hear from you, mate. Congrats on the engagement to the much younger woman as well. And uh, we'll speak to you on the rush air again soon. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Producer Luke joins us as well, and if you're just joining us now, perfect timing. Be it Halloween and be it you're someone that absolutely gets involved with it, someone that hates it, I think we can all meet in the middle and have a scary movie night. And I'm not saying all of us together because that is my nightmare, but with your families, <laughs> with your families this evening. I was about to say you're going to invite the whole of Queensland. You don't even let me come over. Fact. It, it's a great opportunity to, I think, introduce maybe a scary film to your kids, you know. I, I remember when my parents first let me watch, um, oh, what was it, Jaws, for an example. Mm. I was 10, I was probably too young, but <laughs> it, it opened my eyes. And, and today what we're going to do with your help, one triple three five three. want to count down the scariest moments in movie history. Now, this could mean a couple of things. Maybe when you were younger, this moment stood out because you were a kid, it was the first part of a movie that made you jump out of your seat or, you know, had to close your eyes and cover your ears. Maybe as an adult, it still gets you now. I can't go past, I know I mentioned it before, there's a scene in Jaws, for anyone that's seen it, where um, Richard Dreyfuss' character is is diving and he's looking for uh, a guy called Ben Gardner who's out on a boat and he's looking in the boat, which is just sitting in the water. There's a bit of a hole at the bottom of it. He's looking in there, looking in there, he finds a tooth. And Ben Gardner's head oh. pops out. And every time I watch Jaws, I can never pick the moment. It always makes me jump out of my seat. It's a, it's a fantastic yep, I scene. I remember that movie. Oh, it's a fantastic... Well, I hope you remember that movie. It's one of the best of all time. No, I remember that scene oh. specifically oh. as well. Gets you every time. Mine has got to be, mm. hands down... Yeah. Because I actually had a friend play a prank on me years later in regards to this, and it just has... I've never recovered from it. The Exorcist. Yeah. The scene where she runs down the stairs backwards. Oh, the reverse table With thing. her thing, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were at school camp once, yeah. and my friend Amber, <laughs> some friend, I told her that that was my most nightmare-treated moment in Dumb. movie history. Yeah. And there was a sound of banging outside, and she was like, it's the exorcist girl running up the stairs. <laughs> I saw it! <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I had a mate that could do that, and it was so no. scary when she would, and she pull it out as a party oh. trick. No. But, but she'd pull it out after 12 beers and fall down half the time. She's I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe I just told you about it. Now I'm going to dream about it. and possessed. Producer Luke. Uh, I, uh, mine's probably more recent from a movie yeah. called Midsummer, uh, starring Florence Pugh. I've seen that. Um, there's a lot of moments in that movie that just makes me squirm, but there's one early on in the movie where uh, I guess like two elderly people mm. uh, throw themselves off a cliff yeah. as like a sacrifice. And it's so graphic. And it's so graphic. Is it? Oh, it's, yeah. it's a good film. That moment's yep. hard to watch. Yes, there's so many of those. In uh. that, uh, and actually, I'm I'm slightly scared of going to Sweden now because of that movie. It's <laughs> a bit of a generalisation. Oh. So oh, nothing for their tourism. All the old people are the same over there. One triple three five three. All the cliffs are the same. To you now again, you don't have to love Halloween, but we all love our spooky movies. He's scary moment in movie history. Let's go to the phones. One triple three five three Harvey Bay first. Emma, what's yours? Uh, my one would be Wolf Creek. <gasps> that very first scene in Wolf Creek where they pull up and they go for their hike in the canyon and then come back and the car is not working. And then I had to watch the rest of the movie, but by the end of it, when it comes to the credits and they say it's all real, it's like, oh, God. And... and- Emma, and I hate to bring back bad memories here, but old mates laugh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did, did you yeah. see the sequel? I uh, No, 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 no. Like, my friend when I was in high school was yeah. the one who forced me to sit down and watch it. Oh. And there was no way I was watching Wolf Creek 2 when I found <laughs> out that, that it was real. I yeah. still have troubles when I'm going to a different destination. I don't know about parking my car. So, no, no. Wolf yeah. Creek wow. Yeah, I feel you, Emma. I sometimes get scared that I can't drive a manual car because of that. But this might comfort you a little bit. I once watched an interview with John Jarrett, that actor, and he said that his own daughter could not be in the same house with him for weeks after watching the movie. She was like, you're a monster. Yeah. Terrifying to think that bloke was on Play School too. (laughs) Very different roles. Good on you, Emma. Yes, not typecast at all. Uh, Karen is in Bloomsbury. Appreciate your time on the Rush Hour. Karen, as we count down the scariest moments in movie history, what do you got for us? The only thing, the only movie scene Mm. that scared the bejesus out of me, I cannot watch that movie again to this day, is when Thelma and Louise drove off the cliff. I mean... It's not even a horror. Go Go. You sure? Yeah. I mean, Karen, I hate to bring up horrible memories for you by the sounds, but wasn't that meant to be a nice moment where, you know, they're finding their freedom together, etc.? They drove off a freaking... No, no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yes, but the art behind it was, hey, you know, stick it to the man. No? Yeah, I know, but it was such a... Okay. Yes, okay, fair. Yes, I get it. Someone's head spinning around or, you know, it's um, a projectile vomiting pea soup (laughs) like the exorcist. (laughs) Every mother knows about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That driving off a cliff, that put in, but anybody could do that. Okay, Karen, it's an odd (laughs) suggestion, but we like it and we'll take it. Everyone has their own, that's for sure. What about Bundy now, Mm -hmm. Lisa? What's yours? Okay, I was watching um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. And this was about 12 years ago. I was sitting on the couch with the boyfriend, and he excused himself and went to the bathroom, and while watching it, sitting there in the dark watching it, and he got a real chainsaw, and he came bursting through the door, 
at the same time as he, the guy did on the on the screen. <laughs> what? I screamed. Oh. I cried. I punched him. <laughs> I, oh, oh. I was I was absolutely just. Lisa, I've spent some days in the doghouse, in fact, weeks. How long did it take him to get out? Oh, God, a while. It's been yeah. 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> still haven't recovered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on you, Lisa. If you want to add to the list the scariest moments in movie history, happy Halloween to you. You can send us a message on Instagram, Rush Hour QLD. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Producer Luke is here as well. And look, I've been swept up, much like a lot of the world, by artificial intelligence. The fact that, especially in the music world, you go into YouTube now and all your favourite songs from way back when, magical computer people can put your favourite ever or least favourite ever voices on top of these songs and recreate them. So, today, in celebration of the AI world taking over Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day, great song. Good song. Uh, I'm going to play to you a short clip. You just need to tell me the fictional or non-fictional character that is voicing this version of it. You can actually choose an added element to make this even more complicated if you'd like a fictional character or a real person. So, AB, you're up first. I'm going to go fictional character, please. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only me and I walk AB, for one point, who is that fictional character singing Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day? Is it Barney? Simpson. Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Oh, yes, okay. Luke, fictional or real? I'll go real. Okay, Luke. I walk the lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. That sounds like Michael Bublé. Oh, so close. Think of the dead version of him. Yeah, I'll give you half a point. Uh, All right. AB, fictional or real? I'm going to go fictional again. I believe in myself. Oh, okay. (laughs) I walk a lonely road. The only one that I have ever known. Well done. Homer Simpson, you get a four point for that. Uh, Luke, I'm gonna go. Uh, what, what, have you only got one left? I got shit. Left. Oh, okay, <laughs> as much time as you need for oh, one. I'm gonna go another fictional. I've run out of fictional, so let's I'll go, go with the real one. <laughs> Luke! Oh. oh, come on. What That's... style of music is it? It's. Does it sound like reggae? You're sure. thinking of a lot of clues. Uh-huh. Is it... you... So, we you took so too Bob long. Marley. It's Bob Marley. You took too long. Really? AB, round us out with. I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. Don't know where it goes, but it's only. Um, In your own time. 
just no, a radio I show with know. three minute limits. Tell us. Yeah, Luke. okay. Quite clearly, she'd Taylor sing it Swift. better than that. Yeah, uh, Luke, you're a Swifty. Did that sound like Taylor Swift? Uh, Taylor Swift was literally my answer. He was in mouthing yeah. Taylor Swift, which is why I've actually given Luke the win. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I have more points than him. Yeah, but last try wins. You know the rules of the you game. Never I don't win make anything. That's not true. You do it to yourself. It is Halloween, mm-hmm. October 31, Elliot, for those who celebrate. Yes, of course, there are a lot of people that don't. But every year, more and more people get dressed up at work, I find, as well as obviously those that head out and trick or treat. So I decided to narrow down the top five costumes that I've seen rocking this Halloween and what those costumes say about you. Coming in at number five. Mm. Dressing up as politicians. I've seen a couple of bobcatters going around. There's a guy I know often dresses up as Kevin Rudd. He's got like a really good little suit thing and a comb over hair. What that says about you is that you are smarter than everyone. And if you're not, you certainly believe that you are. You want everything in your humour to be very edgy. And you're saying to people, you probably won't understand half of the things I say. I'm that brilliant. Are you making this up or you read this somewhere? No, I'm making it up. This is just my own personal impersonation. Number four, the cute mouse, nurse. Basically any opportunity for you to look pretty and wear something that maybe is a bit short or revealing. You just want to rock that skirt that doesn't fit you and hasn't fit you for 15 years and it'd be okay. And I honestly respect the hell out of it. Power to you. Halloween is the one day of the year where you can look really cute, a little bit skimpy. Exactly. And it's absolutely fine. You rock it. Do it every year for the rest of time. Okay. Number three. The witch or the mouse or the bat or whatever else, you forgot about Halloween and that's fine and you just got a bit creative with eyeliner and I respect it. You chucked on some black clothes, you found a witch's hat somewhere and called it a day and at least you tried. Number two, and I'm actually surprised to have seen a few of these this year, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. I thought you might have actually, because you've got a pair of glasses that are the same as his. No, see, I draw the line at dressing up as a real person killer. I'm not into that. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, is it a little bit off taste, but also you're a bit slow to the party. That show came out like a year ago. Get a new character, honestly. And finally, by far the most popular costume I've seen this year, coming in at number one, Barbie. Or Ken, in a lot of cases. You're a hot person. You absolutely know you're a hot person. You want everyone to know that you're a hot person. And we know that you're a hot person. Not one single person that's rocking a Barbie costume today or Ken is unattractive. Congratulations. Uh, we must have very different friendship circles. and gr- I've not seen one person dressed up today. I reckon I speak for a lot of Queenslanders. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know who your mates are. I don't know that people do this. I reckon I've seen 20% of the people today in costume. What? 20%? Yep. That's fake news. Easily. Walking it's down just the street, becoming you went to more the post office and one in five pe- people were dressed up. Well, no, I went to Coles before because my mum wanted me to get this melting chocolate for her cake recipe. Sure. And yes, there were 20% of people easily at Coles that were dressed up and they had costumes yeah. at Coles. Sorry. Like it or not, yeah. people get into it. Well, I don't have to. And that's it. fine. You just and have you a certain personality it. By the way, type. You yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've written notes. <laughs> <laughs>